Greetings dental professionals and enthusiasts. I'm Flo, a recent addition to the field, eager to absorb knowledge and advance in my career. And I'm Ali, a seasoned dentist with diverse experience from implants to lecturing to practice ownership and beyond. Welcome to Pearls, two generations in dentistry, where we explore the depth of dental expertise. Join us for insightful discussions, stories, case studies, and a touch of dental humor. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or navigating the early years of practice, this podcast is a space where knowledge is passed down and shared. Pearls, two generations in dentistry, your source for dental pearls of wisdom. Hi guys, and welcome to a bonus episode of Pearls, two generations in dentistry. Um, this is a first for us. Um, the What I wanted to talk to you in this bonus was actually something that I feel very strongly about um, and we were considering talking about it in the main episode. Um, we decided not to but then I actually got some further messages um, from you guys at home so I thought me and Ali would just take a little bit of time um, to have a bit of a chat about it. What we're going to talk about is actually sort of courses that involve using sort of animals predominantly it's pig's heads so I am a vegan and I find it very difficult to sort of say yes to courses with pig's heads a little bit of background I actually I pulled out of the pig's head that we had in fourth year or fifth year the surgical one Um, and in DF. I got so overwhelmed when I walked in the room of pig's heads that um, my head trainer, he was very kind and he said, you don't need to, you don't need to do this. Um, I have now signed up for a course, so I will be doing one, but it took me, it's still taken me a while to sort of think about whether it's the right thing or not. So you've signed up for a course that's going to be using pig's heads? Yes. Okay. So what made you decide to do that? Well, the... And, and I'm still, you can hear, I'm still torn about this. Um, one of the reasons why I wasn't doing it before is I don't think that animals should be sort of used um, when they can't consent to it. Um, and But I do see how in sort of medicine and surgery there's an element of we have said yes to putting our patients first and if I'm wanting to do some of this work that I want to be doing with gums or if you're doing gum grafts and things you have to have practiced somewhere and then there's an element of I'm not putting my patient first if I'm really practicing on a on a human being for the first time um I do know obviously with lots of things there are fantastic sort of models and stuff that you can use now and I'd be very keen for where possible to always use some sort of model first but if there are sort of certain procedures where you're never going to get that same sort of training without it that's where yeah sometimes you have to sort of say actually yeah I need to put my patients first I mean I don't I don't have the same ethical dilemma um but my take on it is that I've done so many hands-on courses with pig's heads mm-hmm. and I think they're pretty pointless. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think they're 
I think they're more realistic than using, you know, styrofoam models or whatever else you could use. But I actually think that the best thing is cadavers, human mm-hmm. cadavers. And I think this kind of touches on what we talked about in, in the episode about courses, which is there's a cost associated with everything. Mm-hmm. And so there's a trade-off between the the how realistic that model is and the cost of it. And cadavers are incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of red tape for courses to jump through. But the best cor- surgical courses in the UK now are taught on human cadavers. Mm-hmm. But these are not going to be typical long courses. This is going to be a specific course probably for a day or two a lot of them being run out of COMD in Coventry, mm-hmm. at the College of Medicine Dentistry that, that I've been on. There are others. There are cor- private and independent courses being run out of King's College as well. Um, but I honestly feel like pig's heads don't give you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and my take on it is um, with perio, it's very difficult, which is what you're looking at doing perio. Pig's heads are a start. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand your dilemma, but surely someone out there can tell us about a different way of doing hands-on on some kind of synthetic model that will be better than pig's head mm. and not involve animals. Well, that that's so. I reached out to the course, um, the person running the course, um, and they are also a vegetarian, which is quite interesting. Um, and they said sort of they try to source it from what's well, they they received medically sourced, but then the sort of the the offcuts which I don't like using as a term but um but it's not quite as sort of wasteful as this pig has been killed specifically for this has been killed for something else and then they're using it as a so it's not to waste it um which doesn't excuse it but you know slightly better <laughs> um yeah. it, but it is really hard I think you know maybe Maybe I need to sit down and come up with some sort of model to talk to some people and be like, right, we need to come up with a model that can be used for this. But there should be, I'm sure there's something out there. I think, I think there must be, and it's, it's when these things become mainstream. But, I mean, the answer is this, is this is exactly why, essentially, if you go do your training in a teaching hospital, mm. then the patients are consenting to being... Big sense. <laughs> Big sense, yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily need to work on a cadaver. You've got a live patient there. But um, I'm with you. I mean, I think I know how hard it's been for you making that decision. And it's a very personal one. But um, I think all you can do is keep in mind that the patients come first. And there must be a way, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. long run, there must be a way. Because I imagine that you're not the only one feeling like this. No, and um, yeah. I mean, with the way sort of the whole world views... I think so yeah veganism and animals but any of sort of that whole sustainability in the long run I think there will be changes in the sense of what's happening with livestock so I imagine there will be some changes in this department knowing medicine it'll be quite a slow change but maybe in 50 years time there won't be pig's heads it'll be a completely sort of different model oh I, I think we're I think it's way closer than you think it is I mean already for implant training courses you can have customized models made of different materials that you can have gums on so you actually raise a flap how realistic it feels i've never tried one of those but underneath that then you can have different materials for the alveolar bone so different um bone preparation techniques for example if you're going to practice osteodensification you can get Mm. cork alveolar bone models 
which replicate the feeling of using osseodensification in bone, mm -hmm. um, you get pretty realistic um, sinus models for doing sinus lifts, which actually you can get an actual CBCT converted into one of these. So um, I don't think we're far off. And I think one of the listeners might might be able to suggest something that might change things for you. I mean, if that if that is the case, please, yeah, please message in, let me know. I've just thought actually maybe VAR or something is the way to go. Video assistant referee. <laughs> that's the wrong word, isn't it? What's the, what's VR. The word? VR. Or augmented reality. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Calling the ref from the side. <laughs> but I mean, it's tactile, right? That's mm. the hardest thing to replicate is the tactile. But we, when I, so I did a course, not course, um, university exchange program in China, and they use these, the, they're drilling, they're phantom heads. They're not actually drilling. It's all like the computer things, and they ah. give you scores, and they tell you, sort of out of 100% of how well your cavity prep is, but it's nothing's real. It's, you've got a, a drill, but it's not drilling actually anything. It's all, they, so they I imagine there's something like that out there. They showed me that when I went for my Cardiff interviews, those oh, things yeah. never worked, I don't understand. But yeah, this stuff must be out there. Mm. Um, let's see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for tuning in to this bonus episode. I hope you found it useful. And yeah, if anyone's got a solution out there, please message me and then maybe I won't have to use anything on a pig's head. Um, yeah, tune in next week for our normal main programme again. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Pearls, Two Generations in Dentistry. We hope you found our insights valuable and our stories engaging. Remember, we're here every week with new pearls of wisdom. We'd love to hear from you. Any feedback or suggestions for future topics, head to our Instagram, at Pearl's Dental Podcast. Join the conversation and let's keep elevating the world of dentistry together. Until next time, this is Pearl's Two Generations in Dentistry, your go-to weekly dental podcast. This podcast is produced by Dr. Flo King. Mm -hmm.